0: Welcome to the Sacred Adventure Begin Podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I am a Kentucky native, now Boston-based artist, researcher, spirituality, and creativity teacher. I'm here to share with you stories and conversations that explore the sometimes subtle, sometimes epic ways that we as people discover our voices and begin consciously creating lives filled with meaning and expression. Powerful stories bridge the gaps between intellect and heart, between mundane and divine, between fantastical and practical, and I'm so excited to have you here sharing this space and being part of these conversations. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I cannot tell you how good it feels to be sitting here at my recording station talking with you after so long. So you may have been wondering, (laughs) you may have been wondering if I was ever coming back (laughs) because I think last time I left it at, um, yeah, the episodes were going to be a little slower coming out. And it's funny because I have recorded, I think at least six episodes (laughs) that I still need to do some Editing work and release work on. But I wanted to catch you up a little bit on what's been going on in my life. And one thing that I think you're probably going to notice if you are listening in is that you're going to hear some kitchen sounds (laughs) as I am recording this episode. And that is because my partner is downstairs making breakfast. And one of the big things that has been holding me back. in terms of releasing these episodes and recording the intros and outros for them has simply been finding the time when I would have like quiet space. And all of you know that I am human you are human you are probably listening in a car or while you're on an elliptical (laughs) or whatever um, device that you listen from in whatever situation you typically listen from but there are background noises and that's just a beautiful and delightful part of I guess my life your life how we interact with podcasts so please forgive those sounds but yeah, since the last time I recorded, which was like March of last year, there's been so much going on and I've just given myself the grace to uh, be willing to say to myself like, okay, I have this work that needs to be done and it is a service to the community um, and I'll do it when, it when it makes sense, when it feels good. And in the meantime, we've had a full kitchen remodel. Uh, we remodeled our guest bedroom. I've been designing and sewing my own clothes to better express my current shape and also my style and my identity, which is an important part, at least for me, of self-expression and how I show up in the world. I also started volunteering for local arts organizations, plural, <laughs> spending a lot of time um, doing that sort of work for other people in like a, a community-affirming way. Uh, as things have been opening up, I've been finally wanting to meet new people. We moved to Boston three months before the 2020 shutdown, so um, as soon as I'd finished teaching in Kentucky at the university I used to teach at, we moved up here and actually I have regrets about this. I spent those first 3 months like trying to unpack the house with like every spare minute I have. And if I had it to do over again knowing that I was going to be stuck in the house <laughs> um, in lockdown for so long that I probably would have waited to unpack. But you know hindsight's 2020. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just realized what I did there. All right, I'm going to stop being uh, cheesy with you all. Also, like since things have opened up, I finally started dancing again. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am a swing dancer, a social swing dancer. So I do uh, dances like Baboa, Lindy Hop, Charleston, and Collegiate Shag, uh, which you may or may not have heard of. If you have any questions about it, you can hit me up. I'll answer them. And then I've also been spending a lot of time delivering and updating the modules in my learning community, which was formerly called Mystical, Spiritual, Magical. I'm going to be changing the name of it, um, but that has also taken up like a significant amount of my uh, doing, thinking, sort of processing time. Um, there have been so many changes since I started this program. I originally wanted to share concepts about modern spirituality, concepts like manifestation, tarot reading, and even like, let's say something like the Akashic records and place them in the fullness of their actual histories. Cause people will be like, Oh, Akasha comes from Sanskrit, but like, There is nothing in the Sanskrit records, the historical Sanskrit records, about like (laughs) a library in the Pleiades where everything that you've ever done is recorded. So how do we tease out in those histories, like where the thing actually came from, what it was inspired from, and potentially also what it has been appropriated from and how we use history as a sort of like, false validation for some of the ideas that we have and I think like Akashic records and things like that could be more related to like concepts from Calvinism like predestination or concepts of like a single monolithic god that knows sees does everything but I'm not going to get up on my I'm not going to get up on my high horse about this right now which isn't to say either because it has these histories and these relationships that it isn't an effective tool for connecting to maybe what you would consider your soul's history or the concept that your soul is timeless and has timeless knowing. So it gets complex. And in that program, we talk about all of that kind of stuff. So we talk about what cultures and religions things have come from. And then the students, the mentees get a chance to explore the concept in practice to see like, number one, if they are true, if that idea is true for their own life, Number two, if they are actually efficacious practices, for example, if they're doing good and not harm. And then we also like engage in discussions about how when we practice certain things or when we hold certain beliefs, they affect both our lives and also the lives of others around us in community, which like, I guess is a fancy way of saying that I formerly, <laughs> and I still do this, but it's changed. And figuring out how to change it has, like I said filled up so much of my um, working intelligence, (laughs) my working ability to hold space, but I facilitate small groups of people in finding what spiritual practices work for them, deconstructing what beliefs they may have had or held um, or absorbed from society that were potentially harming others or obscuring the truth of the thing, and then helping them put words to their own personal Working cosmologies. I love that word, cosmology. It kind of is like what you believe, why you believe it. So that was a mouthful. <laughs> but what I found in doing this was that so many folks weren't looking for something that is that in depth. Um, I do tend to work with people who are like me, like former academics, uh, skeptics, even professionals of all types, from tech pros to psychiatrists psychologists and also a lot of like body workers from yogis to reiki healers and while these folks definitely can and do handle the deep end of the spiritual pool what I noticed was that there was more of a need for play of sharing their own ideas so essentially time spent in community and also like ongoing mentorship Uh, Which was the hardest part because after spending like an intensive year with these small groups at the end of the year, it was like, okay, closing ceremony and bye. (laughs) So I have been spending essentially since last March just trying to figure out how to merge that like learning environment and intensive learning environment if people want to opt into it with the smaller monthly, here's something to chew on for the month. Here's uh, some body practices that could go with it. Here's some journaling practices that could go with it. And here's a share where we're going to be talking about how we're applying it. Um, And also like another priority for that was Allowing for and keeping access to me and the other professionals that I bring in as mentors, like that, as a functional part of the community, I also think is important because it's important that we have someone that we whose knowledge we enjoy, uh, whose opinion we enjoy, that we can show up for and just ask, like, "Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, how would you do this? Hey, what are the resources you have about this?" So. Yeah. (laughs) What no one tells you when you are starting a coaching or yoga or really any business is how many technical steps, how many systems, how many details there are going to be along the way. Like, don't get me wrong, my main degree is in metalsmithing and jewelry design. Like, I love some tight, fussy little details. But they can also be time consuming and that was one of the things that i have been struggling with this year and perhaps if you also started a business in 2020 or if you also um, are in a stage where you're building like a, a side hustle or something you start realizing once you get into it um, for example i have like six podcast episodes that i have had recorded for almost a year now that i simply need to upload i need to record the intro which is what you're listening to now and the outro for them. And then I need to get them up on the website and it it seems like a simple thing. And then, then you enter into editing the sound and then you enter into correcting and entering all of the information onto the website, making sure it syncs with the other sites, all of that kind of stuff. So I appreciate that you, my fabulous listeners, my good friends from around the world, (laughs) I just appreciate your patience and you being here. And I also hope that this is an example of how to allow flexibility in your life and how to pick something up, um, or let it go when you need to, and then come back to it and allowing the space for that, like ebb and flow of intention, attention and energy to occur for you. And naturally either way, I have a delightful interview today. (laughs) I've got Barbara May, a friend, a gorgeous human. You're going to love listening to her. And at the end of the interview, I have to share this with you all because it just absolutely amazed me. Uh, She recommended a crystal grid to me, like to use personally. And I wish I were kidding about this. It was like a, a grid for abundance. Within a month of setting the grid up, uh, we had an absolute flood of um, a financial gift come into our life, a a big one. Uh, And that was, I guess, a testament to (laughs) number one, the generosity of those around me, but also to Barbara's knowledge in bringing about like a supportive energetic environment for that to come into. And I have to caveat this with, I'm not entirely sure how crystals work. Um, I like them. As I mentioned, I have a degree in metalsmithing and jewelry design. I like to look at them. I like to touch them. I like to hold them. I'm interested in them from a number of standpoints, but um, I don't understand uh, the metaphysics or the spiritual workings of them. And I love that other people do. Um, So (laughs) Barbara is going to talk a little bit to us about that, but You can definitely count on the fact that I will be setting up the grid again in the near future. (laughs) Who doesn't like abundance? And practicing essentially what I teach my mentees to do with any type of spiritual information, which is learn a bit about it um, before you get too far into it, before you start worrying, stressing yourself out, worrying about getting a certificate or all of that kind of stuff. Test it and see what results you get. Pay attention to the timeline and other influencing factors in these results, and also evaluate how those things feel to you personally, and that is the big deal thing. Let's go ahead and talk about the fabulous practitioner who inspired me to set up a crystal grid in the first place. Barbara May is the founder of I Can Hear You, a series of workshops teaching meditation and mindfulness to children. She is the vibrant host of the Barbara May Show podcast and a gifted meditation teacher, psychic, and energy healer. Her overriding passion is to help people realize and seize their own autonomy and personal voice. A core belief Barbara lives by is this. When we use our voices to speak our truths, we are exercising that divinity, that divinely given freedom, and living the life we choose. Our life becomes powerful And that is the true freedom. Let's talk directly to Barbara May herself. Well, welcome, Barbara May, to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I am really excited to have you here and to share what you do with the listeners. Can you um, start by telling them a little bit about where you are and what you do in the world?
1: Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. so what what do i do so i have created a podcast and the podcast is here to make a spirituality relatable literally that's what it is and what i do is um i read energies and i have been working with energies since i was very little so i work with people on a soul activation read their energy activate their energies shift their energies and get their soul activated pretty much.
0: That's amazing. So for those of you who I, I said in the intro already, uh, about the name of your podcast and stuff like that, but, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Barbara runs the Barbara May show and also is the founder of, I can hear you, which, um, can you tell people a little bit about that too?
1: Yeah. So I can hear you is a meditation for children, adults, and key workers. And and it's a program which I have developed two years ago um, and is literally based on a mindfulness and meditation. So teaching about gratitude practice, all that kind of stuff, Um, half an hour sessions for children from three up to 12 years old and then teaching parents and the key workers and the teachers about the mindfulness, about the cluttering and, and the meditation and breathing techniques.
0: So you're a mom of how many? Two. Two. <laughs> mom <Mama> of <Living>, two. <laughs> living in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So how did you end up here? <laughs> um, how did
1: I end up in, in what I do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I always was able to do that. And I was always fascinated by anything magical. I used to talk to plants, looking for fairies um, in a garden, um, talking to spirits, um, seeing ghosts, um, being aware of it, but I never um, taken it any further. And the reason was that I always tried to be somebody different because I wanted to please people around me, and I wanted to prove something. I wanted to prove something. What has been approved by society, and um, and yeah, I was very outspoken. I studied acting. I uh, worked um, in a film production and things like that. And um, when I got married, I got married to somebody who is non-judgmental at all. Um, somebody that is who's so very
0: nice.
1: yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone who I could talk to about fairies and palm reading and tarot and stuff like that, um, he does not follow anything um, anything <laughs> spiritual, but um, he accepted me the way I am. And because I had got the acceptance and that support and the judgment has been completely removed, I could be the person I came here to be. So I have used uh, my acting skills and my contacts, um, what I gained previously. And obviously I started a podcast because I always wanted to teach people about spirituality and I always wanted to tell them what I have found out because there are so many topics Oh my God! Yeah, people don't know about yeah. yeah, and and I just wanted to spread spread the word, and I was just thinking, oh wow, well let's let let's talk about this. Why why nobody is talking about it? Why is everybody shy about it? Let's just get the info out then. So that's about the podcast, and then when it comes to um the energy reading and healing and tarot and all the other modalities, um it just kind of came with it. So I have started to do spiritual therapy because I always was helping people and advising them on relationship, money, um, even law cases and things like that because I have been using a tarot. And I was thinking, how can I put the name? How can, what, what, what should I call it? So I start calling it a spiritual, spiritual therapy because obviously involves the therapy, but involves uh, the spirituality and uh, working with energies. So yeah, so it took me, it took me a long time but I think I had to be accepted otherwise I wasn't able to accept it and supported otherwise I wasn't able to um step into my power I would say
0: this is so interesting okay I'm gonna roll us back for a second because you were talking about uh you kind of always grew up sort of in tune um and aware of Things like talking to plants and fairies and seeing ghosts. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, but I think there also is like a lot of fear for people. Like, um, I also grew up a little bit more in tuned than I should have been. And I, I like to describe myself as like the creepy kid, like (laughs) they would always like new to ask like weird questions that made people uncomfortable just because of it's like, how did a kid know this? Right. And I think that we start learning that that is wrong or that like there is societal judgment around that. So can you maybe like speak to a little bit of what you were experiencing with that and um, like really how you let go of that judgment? Mm -hmm. So
1: I have never been judged by my family. So I have grew up in the environment of um, artists. My parents are um, well-known artists. And, um, and we didn't live in a, we didn't live a hippie life. We just lived contemporary, yeah. <laughs> um, a life um, full of emotions and music and creations and all that kind of stuff. My mum was always able to um, read Energy and she um, has seen a lot more than I ever did. So it was kind of, it was kind of a normal thing. And we used to live in a house, which was, about 400 years old not the actual house but the, the some of the walls and stuff because it used to be a part of an old castle and he was built on a cemetery um and there was strange things happening in a house like um paintings were falling down yeah. yeah um yeah just just like very 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 odd things and we always talked about it as it was just like a normal thing and um so I, I was so loved and, and i never been judged by my family that I could be who I wanted to be inside that bubble. However, when I stepped out of that bubble, I struggled at school. I didn't have any friends because I was very outspoken. I was very different. Um, I yeah as i said i changed so many schools because i found it very different so i try to fit into the society i try to i try to be like them i used to make things up just to fit in yeah um because that was that was the way how to do it and a funny thing about making things up is that it's like if you fake fake it till you make it right and every single thing which i have faked it back back then happen in the future and this is like you know like when we constantly we constantly manifesting right yeah our so I have are been, always I have manifesting been, yeah <laughs> yeah so I have been living those situations because I wanted to show you them that this is what I have this is what I have done however I have never done it and then five years later um I have done it it's like for example, I, I said to um I used to have a group of friends who are very wealthy, and um and I told them that I was going to Australia for uh for a holiday. Uh-huh. And then I was gone, and I was somewhere else, probably around a corner, and then I got back and I created this story how I how I visited Australia. And this is like me, I don't know, seven years old or something. Anyway. Um, exactly about eight years later, I have moved to Australia and I have studied there. <laughs> 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 I lived there for, um, about 15 years, but it's just, it's just incredible. Yeah. So I'm not advising people to lie yet, but I'm just saying that so.
0: <laughs> yeah, <but> actually, <laughs> it really works. The thing that I find beautiful about this is it wasn't a lie. You were tuned into your future. yeah, you can call that. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, do you know the author Neil Gaiman? Yeah. He wrote Coraline and, you know, for listeners, uh, a couple other things that you would recognize like, um, good omens, which is now an Amazon show. And he talks about, um, on his first resume, he lied about like where he had been published. And then he says, um, later he made it a point to go like, do those jobs later so it wasn't a lie he was just his like historically inaccurate (laughs) the the timeline wasn't accurate (laughs) and I thought that was perfect because I also really think that our imagination is really tied to um is really very much tied to like manifesting but also like the desires and wants of our spirit and so it's also really interesting to me that you like conjured a vacation that you actually like wanted to have right yeah and that then became part part of your story so how did you move from it sounds like you went to Australia for a while and then did you did you already like when you were a kid did you grow up with like meditation courses and things like that or was these were things that you've developed on your own
1: those were things that have developed on my own. My dad um, went to Tibet and he spent a long, long time over there. And he obviously um, introduced some of these th- things Cold meditation. Back then for me was like, okay, whatever that is. For me, everything, what I did was based um, around plants, around energy, around tarot, around crystals. My brother and I used to have this collection of um, incredible, incredible collection of crystals. And I remember when people came to our house, um, visit my parents, they didn't give us chocolate. They always gave us crystals. So it was very strange. And and I, I never like kind of have seen this before. So we had this collection of crystals and I'm very fascinated by it. So that was kind of the way how I've been brought up. But I had no idea about meditation. I had no idea who... Uh, Buddha was Siddhartha was I have never been told I was you know I I didn't know probably this until I was probably about 15 when I start searching and trying to find out um, who is Dalai Lama and all that kind of stuff because bear in mind I was just a kid so I, I didn't know
0: no well so you like got interested in researching like spiritual topics when you were like 15
1: yeah, probably, probably about that time, and the reason behind it was because spirituality, and this is something what I tried to teach, it was very comforting for me and very nurturing, and it was something what resonated with me so much. I was like, this is truth, because I feel it. Yeah. You know, It's not just somebody tells me, um, but I knew it with me that this is, and it made me feel so safe. So I wanted to know more and more and more and more. And, and then obviously I have learned, I have done meditation courses. And you know, with, with tarot, for example, I always read tarot from the picture of the card. I never knew the meaning behind it. So I have taken a tarot course later because I wanted to understand how those cards were developed. However, I already knew how to how to read it
0: that's like a whole topic (laughs) 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 that's like a book that we could write because i i also think that uh, a lot of people get stuck reading the tarot books and they don't actually use their intuition to read the cards because they're not looking at the image they're like okay five of swords this is the meaning they launch into that well you are yeah
1: you are an artist right so you know and you have studied art history so you know that the symbols have been There's- passed over centuries like pomegranate for example yep and the colors and things like that so, so yeah. that's something which I got given from my parents but then you know yeah um yeah, yeah it was just the reading the picture
0: being able to understand and do like visual coding I think like but also I also think visuals specifically images I uh, like hit a certain part of our brain that helps us to sort of like unlock some of that stuff. But yeah, we, we will not, we will not go all the way into that, but I love hearing when other people start tarot that way, (laughs) because I think it empowers the audience and, and others to think about, like, I can have a personal experience with it before I go and study it. Um, and then that personal experience actually ends up enriching what you end up studying. So did you go to, did you go to college while you were in, um, Australia? Australia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And is that where you met your husband?
0: No, I met
1: my husband in the UK um, not a long ago, actually, about six years ago.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I also think it's interesting, too. So, a lot of people, I think, have similar experiences to what you're describing, which is like, I had, you know, some uncanny experiences throughout my youth. I talked to plants, I collected crystals. Um, but then they don't make the jump from like learning about the things to, say creating a business or making a podcast. So can you can you kind of talk about like how you got there? Like how, what was the decision like where you were like I'm going to do this professionally or I'm going to devote my life to sharing this? Like what's the motivation there? Uh and then how did you go about creating that for yourself?
1: I think with me um as I said before I was very lucky that I have not been judged. So when you think about the childhood all I wanted to do is I wanted to fit into the society because I, I already was perfect fit for my family. I was never judged by my family. and was extremely loved by my family. So I needed to find somebody who I will fit with, if that makes sense. Yeah. So somebody who is who is not going to judge the way I am and going to support me fully. So my husband is working in a corporate world and he's got nothing to do with spirituality. Um, it he doesn't like we don't even talk about it he's got a respect <laughs> towards it okay but it's not something that he would want to practice he would never do a sound bath you know however <laughs> he will <would> buy me <laughs> but he would buy me a cow ceremony you know <laughs> which is which is fantastic because that's why that's why we work I probably would struggle if I was with somebody who would be like really into um your own is steaming (laughs) yeah (laughs) I I probably I probably would so that's where that's where the right balance is and um and that that helped me that helped me to kind of open up um I don't know if this is something what um your, your listeners will respond to but I think what happened over here is that it was meant to be I needed to meet somebody who would let me to be who I came here to be because um, my, the life in the middle was completely different. Um, I have been taking drugs. I have been going to penthouse parties. Um, I have been working million different types of jobs, spending so much money on designer bags and all that kind of stuff. you know, and, so that was kind of I don't know what we'll call a volcano <laughs> yeah and then when the volcano um, erupted that's when I was kind of ready to to step into what I wanted to do and I always had people come in to me oh can you please do me a card? can you please do me a cards? so I always everybody knew I was doing cards you know so it was always kind of like that oh, call. can you please do it I have a friend can you do it for my friend I'm just thinking why don't I just do it professionally yeah why don't I just why don't I just start charging for it and then obviously it's taken to the spiritual therapy and etc and etc and etc so um yeah and work with pendulum and I was just thinking well maybe I just just start teaching it so
0: I start teaching it um yeah, yeah. okay that's cool so <laughs> so you have like a couple different methodologies for how you work with people, you have like card readings, you have energy readings, and then you also have the like sound bath stuff. Is there something I'm missing in there?
1: Yeah, there is like crystals and oh yeah, and, that's right. And I the, saw the and the other stuff, but uh, it's it's every single client I I work with I tune into first, so I can I can do it over the phone. I don't have to see the person. I'll just I see colors. I see numbers. I see certain situations, I see um, flat houses, cars, just something, okay, mm-hmm. so for example I have this client recently and I have seen peonies and it was lots of peonies and lots of peach and lots of pasta colours and things like that and number eight and number four and those things represent something to me and I can put that in a story so when I'm already seeing a client I'll tell the story and then, um, and then I tell more and more and more and then more stuff coming in and then I can use the cards or um, or whatever. But I always, 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 always read the energy.
0: So, do you like when somebody's just out of curiosity? When somebody's booking with you, actually, why don't I start with this question? Why do people come to you?
1: So funny. Um, why did it come to me? I think. Most of the clients come to me because they're looking for answers. Yeah, I think I think it's mainly it's mainly about the answers. Um, I had three ladies at the same week and they three of them didn't have a children, three of them didn't have a partners. Three of them were stuck. literally there was nothing happening in their life. So they came to me because they wanted to know how they can move the energy to get things moving, but they didn't know. That's why they came to me. That's what yeah. kind of became out of it. So they so have, I like, think,
0: yeah. Kind of like some issues going on with their lives and they wanted to have like a breakthrough and they were like, so then they sought you out as a spiritual healer. And I'm guessing when they came to you, you do whatever methodology is called for. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't. Uh, yeah, I can. If, if somebody asks to do it cards, I'll just do cards. But but I always do always do the energy reading first, and then ask if they want to add cards and stuff like that. When it comes to healings, I don't. I don't do healings um distantly. I only do them in person because that's how I like to do them. But and, um, and that's the sound healing. Yeah. Or are you also doing Reiki with that? Sound healing, Reiki, or the crystal crystal healing or crystal grids
0: yeah can you tell and me what stage. a crystal grid healing is like i'm curious i've never had a crystal grid healing i've had sound healing
1: sound energy stuff like so crystal grid is so obviously so you have you have the chakras mm-hmm. um so for example for you i don't know why i'm saying this right now i don't know if we are recording this but for example i am recording you, I it but the, I, I i don't would, hide things
0: <laughs> so we're i
1: would use i would use the metatron cube mm-hmm. okay on that, I would place the grit, which you would use for Reiki, so the grid which kind of represents the main chakras. I would place them and I would place the crystals in the grid, and uh-huh. then I would place the crystals around it to support it. So with you, I think what you need to do. I see, I see Metatron Cube as a construction, and I think the construction has to be supported. So if you, for example, look at, um, look at a building, look at scaffolding, okay? So if the scaffolding doesn't have the bits which are supporting it, it can't hold the building. Or yeah, no, it doesn't hold the building, it holds the, yeah the construction around the building i don't know if that even that makes sense but i hope that you understand what i mean it does yeah that's what that's what i will do that's what i will do with you because your base is very strong your ideas are very strong everything is very grounded but there is something what needs to it's not holding it it needs to be held and that's why i will use a metatron cube
0: that's so funny well it's not funny i mean it's spot on listeners (laughs) go see Barbara. Um, <laughs> is, that's literally what I'm doing right now in my business is I'm building foundations for the ideas to go into and I'm making sort of stable foundations that I have to spend less time thinking about. Uh, because up until this point, when I have an idea, it's like starting the wheel uh, every time, like reinventing everything, figuring out how to do it. And I have finally had enough experience. I, have been in business not for very long. Um, although I've had other businesses and stuff like that, I, so I, I finally am getting a structure in place so that there's one structure I use and not multiple structures is what I'm trying to say. And, so yeah. yeah no
1: no you you have it you have it all i don't think mm-hmm. there are any bits any bits missing but what you need you need you need the support it's just like if you imagine a magnet so magnets just click and it just hold it together uh-huh so all of it and um i don't know if you are familiar with what the metatron cubes looks like but i can show you right now this is what this is what it looks like. Oh, this so, is you, so so imagine the triangle so obviously triangle represents the feminine the one on top the bottom one is, uh, is masculine i would have put the crystals over here and that would be that would be based exactly for your chakra so you know sacral and heart and blah 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 so you don't concentrate on that i would put the crystals around which will be supporting you because you are the creator Okay, so we are the creators, then you got the, the five-point star in the middle. So for the listeners, if they want to find out, you can just Google it and go by Da Vinci star and then go by the pentagram and pentacle. Um, Over here, you have those bits around. So that is like uh, when you when you draw a pentacle, you, you do a circle around and a circle is there for protection. So uh-huh. circle is a sign of eternity and, you know, never ending and all that kind of stuff. So imagine this is your... Never ending in eternity. So, you need to put um, like crystal cords points mm-hmm. here just to kind of get it all activated. And that's what I would have. And I would have this um, at your house for 28 days, maybe even longer. I will probably do it from the new moon till the dark moon. This um, is so interesting. And yeah. Just, just make it sit there. Yeah. So, this is all the stuff w- what I have just described. It just comes to me. Uh huh. It's so, so okay, I explain so, why, and but, but it just does.
0: We'll catch the listeners up. Um, I will link an image to what Barbara was holding up, and then Barbara, was that copper that you are holding up? Yeah. Do, do you do your grades yeah, on copper? Copper I is do- a magnifier and a conductor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's the reason you can do, you can do it across the grids. You can print them out from the internet. You can create them in a field. You can create them in, um, in a garden. You don't really need the copper. Uh-huh. But this is one of the reasons I use it because I believe, so this is my belief. Okay. So I believe that the copper makes them stronger and that's my belief. It's like, I believe that I won't be able to do a healing Um, a distant healing because I believe that's my healings are more powerful when they in person so this is
0: yeah nothing against it so yeah so that's why you use the copper I love copper so are you so you're going to like a client's home and you're reading their energy you're figuring out what they need um and yes I would love to set up a thing that gives me more support that sounds great who doesn't want that um And then are you leaving that there, the copper and the crystals and everything, or are you constructing it from there, from the crystals that they have? Like, do they need crystals coming in? Um, How does that work?
1: So I have never done that for a client. So I have never taken my crystals and my board into the client's house. Uh However, I have advised people how they can do it in their house and where they can place it. I have this client in States and she's been sending me videos of her whole house and we have literally moved the house around. And this is, again, I am not Feng Shui certified person. Just want to make sure that people are aware of it, I'm not. But I can feel when things needs to be moved around. And then we have placed the grid she has done herself and she has bought the board. She couldn't get the copper one. I don't know where she lives. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but but she's but she's got a wooden wooden one and um and she's doing the grids now every every single month and she says that she's definitely feeling the shift. Um I would probably not take my board to other people's houses and I wouldn't do it for them. However, if you are doing a distant healing, if I was doing for you what I have just described, I could easily do that for you. I can set it up for you and have it for you. Send you a picture of it, and you can look at it. And that's so. I think cool. it's better if you do it yourself because it's the intention drives the whole um, whole process of it. And we are the creators, so why would you have somebody else to
0: create it for you if you can create it yourself? So you're also doing a lot of teaching for your clients too. I'm assuming like telling them which crystals work for what and how to lay it out and then like are you also giving support um so you set up the thing you say like why you're doing this and then do you also like guide them through like how they can work with themselves throughout that month cycle
1: yeah so this is something I cannot help with so if I do tarot reading for somebody um I always want them to see and I want them to understand. So I showed them the picture and I say, well, look at the picture and tell me what does the picture represents. How do uh-huh. you feel about it? And I do the same thing with crystals. So whatever I do, I will always explain to you why I do it and what should be happening when I do it. And um and then it's pretty much up to you. But people would not come if they didn't want that. So and that's, again, so that's the trick. If you want it, it will happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why it works every single time. I haven't had an experience when it didn't work. Energy always goes where it needs to go. If you are open to it, it we does. are made out of energy.
0: It's you know? so interesting. Sorry, I interrupted you.
1: No, it's okay. no, I just said that we are made out of energy. So we respond to the energy energy. Uh, because like every single thing is different, isn't it? It's the phone, it's the table, it's the water, it's the copper, it's the crystal. You know, when I teach people about crystals, um, don't, go to the, don't go and look at the book and see, oh, rose quartz means laugh, pink. Just look at the stone and tell me, is the stone calm or is it angry? Is it fiery or is it earthy? And then work with that and you can implement that in whatever, whatever you do. If you think, for example, my favorite crystal I'm obsessed with and I've always been obsessed with is pyrite, which is a false gold. So it looks like pyrite. a gold people. <laughs> you and I had this talk before and um, it attracts you because he has that blink, doesn't it? Yep. And he's very heavy. I like heavy stones because it feels like I'm really, really holding something in my hand. So the question is, if you, if you look at that crystal, and I'm sure most of the listeners know because they're familiar with that, what feeling have you got to make you excited, to make you want it? So if you want it, then that is the energy. The crystal is reflecting outside. So it's for attracting. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I love I love all that stuff. And again, it's all related to the energies.
0: I love that. The vibe. I, I will confess that I got like the biggest pyrite. Like it's huge. It's like almost the size of my face. <laughs> and it has like all these different facets on it. And um, it's been in the money corner, the Feng Shui money corner of the house uh, since we got up here.
1: So. <laughs> so what what do you so when you look at that crystal what would you say is it feminine or is it masculine
0: that crystal for me are you talking about like energies of doing or energies of not doing when you say feminine and masculine which are no
1: i mean it like okay so so when you when so pirate is the is the male it's a very masculine very very masculine stone and the reason behind it is because it calls for want 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 want
0: desire yeah
1: desire yeah exactly so if the desire is unbearable and you feel because obviously you said that it's big and it's it's calling it's asking for too much for you to balance it out you should put some crystals around and this is like coming to be creating a great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the crystals, which will, which will calm it a little bit. So the thing's not going to come like five clients in a day and then nobody <laughs> for a week you yeah. know? or like 10 clients uh, suddenly uh, book, uh, you know, a book signing or whatever. And then talking on a, a CBB. PPC so <laughs> <the BBC. laughs> But you want you want things to come um, slowly, so so you need to balance it out. And yeah,
0: that's interesting. What do you balance pyrite with? Well, it
1: depends. What you want? Well, if you if you wanted yeah. to if you wanted to balance it for the money, you would probably pick a neutral stone, and that would probably be the crystal quartz. You can do moonstone for dreaming um you can use the rose quartz because anyway everything is about love so you can add a little bit of love to it but yeah sometimes you can find out that they're very um those masculine stone can be very aggressive yes
0: I think I think that's why I have it in the in that area of my house it's in a closet essentially yeah (laughs) it is currently being balanced by food So maybe, yeah, maybe that's a a thing to look at as well. (laughs) That's so, that's so interesting. I, um, I knew that crystal healing was a modality, but like I said, I've not had a crystal healing session. I definitely had sessions with crystal healing bowls, um, which is a different experience. Can you maybe describe that for folks? The
1: crystal healing, the bowls, yeah, crystal bowls. So they're made out of silica, I think. Many people, so this is a myth which I would like to break, many people think that they are made out of actual crystals. Mainly the white ones are made uh, using a crystal quartz, but they actually aren't. Um, So just to throw that in. Um, They have a little bit of it, but silica is is something what the crystals comes from. Um, And they are based on frequencies so those frequencies will affect our frequency and we will naturally try to catch up with those frequencies (laughs) I hope I'm saying that right because you yeah um and and it's fantastic because it's like getting attuned so if you think about a radio station which is not clear And that's what happens to us throughout the days when we um, have a fight with our partners, when we got cold, when we are stuck in a traffic and all that kind of stuff. So we can get attuned again uh, by using those, those crystals and to use their frequencies. So
0: there's a word for that entrainment. I think entrainment is the word where when something's vibrating, you try and like resonate with it. Or you try and like be yeah. on that frequency. Yeah, I think it's common treatment. What well,
1: What happens with that is that when you are vibrating low, anybody who vibrates low, and there is the higher frequency. So higher normally means happier <laughs> or uh-huh. a healthier frequency. You naturally want to catch up with that frequency. So you will. You will yeah so so it's like that's why we are attracted to happy people and successful people because they are vibrating on a certain frequency and we want to catch up um, with them and match their frequency so that's why and how the uh, crystal healing or bath works
0: and so like if somebody is doing a session with you for that what does that look like so that would
1: be, I have only done it in groups. I have never done it in person. Um, I'm not going to tell you why, because you probably know, they're very happy to carry. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, such a hustle um, to do. So um, usually the balls are set um, and the people's feet are facing the balls because that's how we receive, receive the frequency best from our feet and um, close their eyes and then they just listen and you can feel the vibrations i also use a crystal pyramid which is very very powerful i don't know if you use them or use it
0: the crystal pyramid what does that look like i i have Um, an idea in my head of what this is but i i feel like yeah it's
1: just it's just a pyramid, but it's it's incredible because you have it on a little string. So when uh-huh. you um, when you hit it, obviously gently, you twist it around, and when it's turning, the vibration and the music just goes everywhere, and it's like it's incredible. It's so it's incredible. a musical I
0: instrument.
1: A, yeah, yeah. Have a look, um, crystal pyramids. Um, I also use a tuning forks. Um, so that's what I have been trained um, when I did my sound healing practitioner course. I used to work with, with tuning forks, but you worked with them on a body. Um, yeah. So just like, you know, every single healer, they just put like things together and
0: combine it all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they follow their intuition to an expression that is authentic to them. I like that. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, where did you take a sound healing
1: accreditation course? I've done it in England, done it with this, um, with this shamanic lady. So nice. Yeah. So she's, she's doing a shiatsu and um, yeah, she works with the meridians a lot and the tuning forks. She's does incredible healings as well. That's really cool. Yeah. Very, very powerful woman.
0: And then like tarot is kind of, I guess, straightforward. I think for most listeners, they know what happens (laughs) in a tarot reading, but can you maybe talk a little bit about, so you read the energy first and then what happens uh, in those kind of sessions? I would say that all of us are reading reading energy.
1: Okay. Some Some of us are not aware of it. So it's all about listening, the intuition. And as I said, when you look at the card, you just think about the card as a picture like when you were little and you could not read you don't need to read you just the picture tells the story and um and that's pretty much pretty much what it is it just always gives you some kind of feeling um do you want me to like tell you how to do the tarot
0: no (laughs) (laughs) No, I just actually, you were talking about something and I kind of think we can go there a little bit. Cause I think you said like last week you had a, a series of people come into you with really similar things. And I think this is funny, like as a tarot reader and also as an energy healer, like sometimes a particular type of energy will just sort of be in the air, like, and it finds the person who is most likely to be able to move it or heal it or whatever. And so I thought that was like kind of a really interesting phenomenon that happens that people might not know about, especially from the perspective of a practitioner. And I'll give an example. And then I would love to hear like your examples of this. But there was one time where I had three people book me and literally everyone had the, and I shuffled the deck. Everyone had the page of Pentacles in their deck and everyone was starting a new relationship. And uh, like with someone that they worked with. And, and so it was like really kind of hilarious because I, you know, get off the one reading and I get back on with the next person and I'm like, oh, look, <laughs> this is so weird. This card came up and this is what was happening. And then they would be like, no, that's my situation. And I would be like, oh, okay. And then the next one, and it happened to too. And it just kind of like gave me a little bit of a tickle. And I, I kind of wonder if you can maybe like speak to... I that element as well so there's like personal energy like what you're going through personally and there is sort of like energies that are in communities but then there's also like global energies too and I thought that might be like kind of a cool way to connect that
1: yeah so I think when it comes to when it comes to the readings and all that all, all those things I think that people what well the, well the firstly is um when I for example have a, a reading books with you um and i'm thinking about you about having a reading suddenly i start having a pain in my in my left shoulder for example okay but the pain is not mine it's yours because i'm already tapping into it um so this happens to most of the reiki healers as well yes or um in digestion and then like or headache or something or just feel very anxious feel very anxious you know why am i feeling so anxious When I have not experienced what you have experienced in one day, we still have experienced that in the week. And I think the reason for it was because I have dived into that topic so much that I have literally picked up on the vibration and I have attracted the same kind of people. But I think it's not that they have found me, but I think it's they the calling so so the second client the first client was um I think she was from Canada and then the second one she said to me she said you followed me on Instagram and I felt I need to have a reading with you this is what she said to me and I'm saying okay well that's that's fine and she said everything happens for a reason (laughs) yeah yeah everything happens for a reason but that was straight after I already have done reading with this first lady who had that problem so i think i think you kind of activate something if you want to go deeper into that um and when it comes to the energy in in general there is so much happening okay so things like when we feel so tired and when we feel exhausted you are not the only one who feels that way because it's just happening around the world Mm -hmm. we are like we are one in a sense of like we are the picture so if you imagine a painting we are all part of that painting and that painting is one what is that what is the tarot card number is it 22 you know where they go what's it called
0: um, can you describe the image are we talking about major arcana or Ma- well obviously we're talking about major arcana but there's a 22 involved
1: yeah when when is when they when they're all coming out of coffins oh now. judgment is there's judgment? an angel yes, above you. holding the horn yeah and
0: calling the people out yeah so when you think about
1: that card when when they're all coming out of coffins okay they're all coming out of it okay so the concept is they've all been through death they've all been through the life we all are in this together and this is what I mean so if somebody feels something very strange and things are not going well like for example Mercury retrograde <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness it's, it is happening on a collective level um, yeah so I don't know if you want to go into how to how to prevent how to protect from those energies but but yeah that's that's what it is it's just it's all about accepting the fact that we are made out of energies, that everything around us is made out of energies everything around us has different vibration if you don't understand a vibration think about palace okay not every white is is the same white if that makes sense and and we match and we fix and we change and we choose what we what vibration we want to have in our home what vibration we want to have in our house and and then we declutter and it's just it's all about that it's fascinating absolutely
0: fascinating i what i really like about what you're saying is that there's this like element of choice and all of that and actually like oh (laughs) it just hit something uh it's really fascinating to me that as you were talking about like sort of cosmic consciousness and connection and all of us experiencing similar sort of things at similar times or at a minimum there is kind of like a um, I keep wanting to say cosmic but like universal processes that we all experience in our lives like birth rebirth death like letting go like receiving giving all that kind of stuff I'm curious how do you personally protect yourself from those sorts of energies? Like, for example, not picking up on back pain that isn't yours.
1: I don't know the answer to it. And, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say the answer, but still laugh. I'll shower. No, that's a hell. Yeah. (laughs) And water. Yeah. And you know, when you have, when you have the days when you feel like, Oh my gosh, it's just been too much. I need to go and have a shower. So I think that is the way. And I said this to one of my clients as well. I was telling her, she said she has got a very heavy court case and she doesn't know how not to bring the energy home. And just the first thing what came to me was just come home and shower the first thing. So treat yourself like a crystal, literally, right? So cleanse yourself. Um, In terms of protection, I don't really, you see, I don't really believe in that because i think if you start having a feeling that you need to protect yourself from something you will have to yeah um so just say no to it but then but i know what you mean Ms. because it's quite difficult for some people because some people are not as um as forthright when it comes to this they can't do that so if they wanted to protect themselves just, just say shower shower it off clean it off get rid of it don't bring anything home what doesn't belong to you, uh, because oh, I- it always has some kind of vibration on. Leave everything outside of your door, and then obviously clear out the doorway, brush it off, remove it. Do
0: you teach people how to do this?
1: The cleansing, yeah. Never had anybody asking about that. What I do teach is the um, is to how to get the energy energy working but like for example you know like um w- when you think about the doorway like I have mentioned I don't know if you want to use this but if you want if you think about the doorway so that is something the door is some something what people come through some you're inviting things through it mm-hmm. so if that's not going to be clean the energy will struggle to come in. It's like, um, like a stream, isn't it? So uh-huh. you need to remove the locks. Otherwise, the water's not going to come to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I I think it's fascinating because everybody has sort of like a, a different take on this. I, I also like showers. I have a um, salt scrub that I'm obsessed with because salt is so purifying and removing. And I like that more than a sugar scrub. Um,
1: salt is purifying but also it's very protective if we didn't have a salt yeah yeah obviously you know that the humans would not exist and it kills the (laughs) the right bacteria if that makes sense so salt is that's why they use a salt in the pentagrams when like back in the day you know when they did uh, the rituals and even though I do them now always use a salt because nothing unwanted um, can enter this space when there is a salt around it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's so interesting and and really kind of beautiful. And I like that you also mentioned that like idea of choice in it too. And I also maybe I'm telling on myself a little bit too much here. I don't do a lot of protection stuff because I trust that anything I experience that I've it's coming to me for a reason. And so like I don't actively try and block things um which is kind of also really like a different approach because I feel like in the spiritual community everybody's like oh my god like don't do this do this like keep those things out like you have to vibe high and there's this like idea of like trying to push out negative things and so I really liked that you said that like if if it's not mine yeah
1: so when you so everybody's talking about the love energy, okay. So we have heard that through COVID, step in your love, love heart. You know, <laughs> like use the love, open your heart and all that kind of stuff, and blah 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 blah. But the most important thing about that is that if you do something what you love, you will automatically vibrate high. Plus, you can manifest, okay. So you manifest loads of stuff when you are vibrating high. So when you are, so the key is to step into the love energy. And this is something what can be called cleaning. This is something what can be um, called doing washing, decluttering, gardening, um, creating art, um, singing in the middle of the street, okay, creating podcasts. When you do that, you will raise your vibration, and the vibration will create this protective shield around you. And this shield will not let any... Low frequencies to come to you because you're already vibrating high, which means that you're not gonna have the keys left on the top of your car, <laughs> you're not gonna be stuck in the traffic, um, you're not gonna have a fight with your partners, or etc. and etc. and etc. and that is because you are vibrating high. So now, the reason why I'm saying it that I don't need to protect myself is probably because I feel that I am vibrating high. However, for those people who are vibrating low and those bad things are happening to them, it's usually the warning sign when you do forget the keys on the top of your car or the coffee or you break your favorite plate or whatever. It's usually a warning sign that you are vibrating low. And what you need to do is you need to step into that love energy, meaning you need to do something what you love. If you love coloring at the moment when you left the keys on the top of the car, sit down and color (laughs) just do literally just do something what will kind of get you back because that is the way how we can raise our vibration one of the ways of course but like keep it raised I mean
0: yeah it's like a call to pay attention and to do some self-care and to Lean into pleasure a little bit, which is always like a good and beautiful thing. So, what's one thing that you wish that people starting off on a spiritual path knew? Um, or maybe we could say it this way like, what's one thing you would change about the spiritual community? Or you can answer you know that. what I would change. <laughs> yeah. You and I have this talk about it. Um,
1: I would remove the fakeness. That's mm. why I would, yeah. It's just, it's, it's. I see so many people who are following um, certain people out there, and um, and it's they're following full I don't know. I don't know how to say these M's. Help me out here. It's just not. It's just not the truth. It's a money making, money making machine. Yes, and they sucking. Um, uh, money out of those people who generally need the help you know the most downloaded episode on my podcast this month it's episode with a title we need to talk about trauma okay and I thought this episode is not going to have many downloads not Mm -hmm. because of the quality but because of the title I thought people don't want to hear about trauma okay but they do they need to and those people out there, those spiritual leaders, not leaders, spiritual, whatever you call them, yeah. influencers. They, influ- and influencers, thank you so much. Entrepreneurs, yeah, whatever. They are grabbing those people who want to be talking about the trauma taking advantage of them, taking their money, signing them for courses which cost $8,000, $5,000, mm. $3,000 for five weeks, half an hour with me and 50 other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but you get me Um, for, <laughs> um, yeah, I know, for the $5,000 or whatever, whatever dollars and you can't afford it, don't worry, I'll give you a payment plan because that's what they do right now. They write payment plans and you've been paying this amount of money for the rest of your life. To spend with me spend time with me and 50 other people my favorite i will tell you
0: (laughs) my favorite is oh you can't afford it i'll send you my how to attract abundance package for an extra 50 dollars, so that you can have the abundance to afford it and you still owe me it and it's like what are you doing to people but i interrupted you keep going No, <laughs> no. I
1: think I think I think there are definitely genuine people who are using those tactics because everybody's using it. Um, so no but it's not filtered, so mm-hmm. it's very difficult for you to get to the right people. So that's what I would That's what I will do. I will completely change this. Spirituality is um, one of the most popular things in the world at the moment. It's a huge trend. Everybody wants to do it, um, even though they don't do it properly. I don't do it properly because I struggle to do it properly because I have two children, but I'm trying to do it properly, (laughs) if that makes sense. You know, I don't sit at home and I don't meditate. Last time I meditated was probably about two months ago. And, you know, like, but but it's no shame about that. But I'm honest about it. So this is what I
0: mean. Um, Yeah, I think
1: I took it too far.
0: (laughs) No, you didn't. You didn't. I like that. So that would be like one thing that you would change about the spiritual community is you would get rid of some of the like late stage capitalism consumer element that doesn't, that has no actual care for the people in it. Uh, What is one thing you think people should know as they start their like spiritual journey or as they um, like seek healers?
1: So this will come to the bridge which I want to bring and the bridge which I want to build between a spirituality and a physical world. I would say there already are everything what we are talking about, everything what I'm talking about on my podcast, everything where you are talking about your podcast is already happening. So don't overcomplicate it because you have the intuition. Okay, there are so many things which has been scientifically proven like i have said and i like to say scientifically proven because it makes people to believe more like it has been scientifically proven that we are made out of energy <laughs> it has been scientifically proven that you cannot kill the energy it has been so now think about it when we die and all that kind of stuff it has been scientifically proven that we have intuition <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have to say scientifically proven. it has been proven that if we did not have an intuition we would have not survived so think about lines think about you know so everything what we are talking about it has been well not everything has been scientifically proven but you know what i mean like everything has been it it is there so it's not something what has been made up by somebody energy can heal if you are believing jesus how did jesus heal people okay what did he use for healing was he done for witchcraft you know like did he use his hands or not it's interesting
0: right yeah
1: so why people are judging reiki well they don't judge it now anymore but there was a time especially in the states uh when the reiki came to states um the people were completely against it
0: you know what's I really like interesting you know that story yeah i do know that story the listeners might not but yeah there was a lot of people who were like protesting reiki and saying that it was evil and stuff like that um and now there's holy fire reiki where you like bring in the energy of jesus while you're doing the reiki because at the reason I think Barbara was talking about that for the listeners who don't know is that a lot of the protesting of spirituality came from the Christian community. And if you really look into the history of spirituality, a lot of that came from the fact that, that, uh, Christianity is very much based on patriarchy and holding power and authority by, by certain people in the community. Um, and spirituality is about empowering the individual. So the more like, the more the individual was doing the healing, the more the individual was standing up and channeling spirits or talking about like spiritual laws, uh, like the more the church, specifically Christianity, like resisted and opposed that. Um, but in Boston right now, they're trying to pass a law to make it so that you have to register with the state if you're doing alternative healing. And they've included Reiki in that. And I think it could be a good thing because um, I do think that the spiritual community could could benefit from some regulating organizations so that at least if you're um, working unethically, people could report you and something could, you know, occur that way. Like, but I also think it's really bad because it's, it's going to be expensive for people to do that. And so people who are coming into the Reiki community, wanting to build a business without a lot of money to start off with, they're going to have to jump through incredible hoops to make that happen. And so it's going to make uh, like a greater division between like, practitioners like who has wealth coming in and who doesn't and like i think they're not doing it right but like it's uh it's it becomes interesting um so it's yeah, like- i knew i knew yeah i
1: knew this thing is going to happen because so many people are open to it and as i said it's a, it's a huge trend so they're thinking about how they are going to make it ethical mm-hmm. and especially when you have um when you have a reiki healing from somebody that it's it's a hands-on healing So what what would you do if the hands-on healing was not appropriate um, and you don't know about it because obviously you have never had one before. So how do you know? You know, I had massage in Bali, by proper massage saloon and and I have got my breast massage and I was just thinking, oh, this is this
0: is a bit strange, you know, but that's how they do it over. There. Yeah, that's common. That's common in Bali and in India. They they do the pecs. I actually think it's wonderful because yeah. that, that's a sore area. Like please help me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, right.
0: But yeah, but yeah. how would you how would
1: you respond to that? So I kind of understand understand they're doing it. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, it brings up like interesting um ethical concerns. And I think that's funny that you also mentioned that like I, there have been studies, uh, listeners, about the efficacy of Reiki. And um they they have shown that our studies have shown, and they were even double blind studies. So this was not a situation where the person writing the study was finding what they were looking to find or wanting to find this. It was like third party double blind studies. They found that, um, I think they did it on rats that received like Reiki healed faster than the ones with the same issues that didn't. And it is so, um, Interesting because there's still a lot that we don't know about, like how or why, like alternative healing or spiritual healing works. But I think that it's beautiful that you brought this up as as a way to encourage people coming in that there is like evidence and evidence for it being uh, effective. And yeah, it's
1: like um, it's like cuddle. Is cuddle effective? Yeah. Why? Why is why is cuddle effective? so many reasons what 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 do exactly what 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 do you what do you get when somebody gives you a cuddle well you get the comfort you get the warmth okay what is that I'm just I'm just thinking like for listeners just you know like if somebody's got a doubt and I'm not saying that that your listeners do but it's just like just question yourself if something seemed right to you it's probably right, and if something doesn't seem right to you, it's probably not right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you are getting when you're getting the cuddle, you are getting the energy from 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 the person,
0: and your body's producing endorphins. And <laughs> yeah. and what
1: happens when you get what happens when you get energy healing? So whatever. So for example, with crystals, the way how it works, the crystals are placed on a body, and the crystals gets so they have a specific energy, and the energy gets activated by A healer. Okay, so that's simple as that. Um, so it's again it it is the it is the energy and energy travels and it goes where it's supposed to go because we are made out of energies I said million times. And when we are running low on the energy, when we are tired, we can get topped up, and that's what it is. Very simple, (laughs) yeah. And it and it works and it's fabulous, and I love it. I love getting healings from other people.
0: I do too when I think as a practitioner, it's really important to, uh, manage and take care of your own energy. If you're going to be doing that for other people, um, cool. So can you share opportunities where people can find you, um, how they can work with you?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, my Instagram handle is at Barbara, May. that's cool. <laughs> Barbara is spelled B-A-R-B-R-A-M-A-Y, May. And the website is www.barbaramay.com and my podcast, it's called The Barbara May Show and it contains a load of different topics with amazing people like you. <laughs> <Ta-da>.
0: <laughs> and, and yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and a little bit about your practice with us on the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, my pleasure. Uh, Listeners, you can find all of those links in the show notes. Thank you again for tuning into the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. I cannot wait to release our next episode with Biz Witch, (laughs) Megan Winkler. You can also look forward to hearing more from Fanny Le Boulongier. And Eva, who I also have an interview with that I'll be releasing in the next month or so about um, taboo and topics that are taboo and how we deal with taboo topics as both practitioners and also beings (laughs) who want to be loved and accepted in the world. So I hope that you enjoyed this interview with the wondrous Barbara May, and I hope to see you again soon. Wishing you many blessings, lots of learning, and lots of loving on your own sacred adventure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sacred Adventure Begin. If you feel inspired by these conversations, please consider joining us on Patreon and supporting the podcast. Your donations help keep us up and running and start at just $2 a month. Patrons now get additional episodes of the podcast, as well as art images and readings at a super affordable monthly rate, and I would love to personally welcome you into that community. Special thanks and shout out to all the Patreon members who are currently out there and all of the donations Sacred Adventure Begin has received to date. It has been such a pleasure supporting you and helping you focus in on the truth meaning and wisdom that can be found in our lives and experiences. Thank you too for everyone out there listening. Know that I am sending you so much love, so much awareness, and so much self-acceptance at whatever stage in your journey you find yourself on today.